Welcome back to Poison for Profit. I am Zach. And I'm Nick. And Nick is going to be talking to us about a uh, the little tugboat that could. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Zach, for that. thousands of gallons of diesel into a river. I was going to say, this is definitely not the little tugboat that could. It definitely could not. It sank right into the bottom of the Tennessee River. Uh, and as Zach has stated, they have dumped about 3,000 to 5,000 gallons of diesel into the river, uh, which in comparison to other things we've talked about, not the worst environmental disaster. Uh, however, it's still, they were having diesel washing up on beaches. They had to tell people to stay out of the water. Uh, obviously, you don't want to swim in diesel. Uh, I don't think we need to explain that one. Yeah, and I think the thing that stands out to me is I don't understand really the utility of a, a tugboat carrying thousands of gallons of diesel uh, up and down the Tennessee River. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Is it just Okay, you can get into it, though. So I, won't, <laughs> I don't know anything about it yet. Yeah, I mean... It sounds like the tugboat also was just kind of hanging out. Like it sounds like it was either docked or moored in the river because there's no one aboard, so there's no injuries or deaths immediately. I'm sure we have injury from people probably swimming in the diesel unknowingly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, fish. Yeah, it does. It doesn't seem like the best way to be transporting fuel is on water. I feel like. Most of the major disasters we've had, you know, that's like the the oil tanker yeah. that's spilling, you know, that sunk in the ocean or things like that. Like, we know that this is a very dangerous way to be mu- moving fuel. Um, and for the most part, I think a lot of it does happen on land. There's a reason that gas stations are on land and not floating in the river. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm curious if this was like uh like AAA type tugboat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like for for other boats that get stuck or run out of fuel or something going up the river. Um that definitely could be. I, I didn't they don't have any pictures of this tugboat, uh unfortunately. It would've been interesting to see. But yeah, it definitely could have been like tugboats are us or <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, this isn't the craziest headline we've talked about, but I thought it would be a very interesting way for us to talk about how the difference in energies. Um, so, you know, a big point that comes across my mind is that wind and solar aren't doing this. You can't, I mean, if a windmill sinks into the ocean, sure, it's pollution. There's still going to be steel. There's going to be bolts, nuts, whatever, whatever have you. That's going to still be in the ocean, sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you can go scoop that right up. No big deal. Diesel, that's a little bit harder of a thing to get out of a river, especially a, a moving river like that. It's going to be all over the place. Uh, there's almost no way you'll ever get it all. Same thing with solar. It's not <laughs> That's not sinking into the, to the river either and causing such a big issue. But I feel often that energies, they talk about how Solar is not, you know, it's not an option, but at the end of the day, 
it's not causing these massive amounts of pollution. So, I mean, this is just a small story, but there's stories like this that happen, I'd say, I want to say daily, but it does be conservative, probably weekly. This stuff, something along this li- these lines happens. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, last, it might have been last time we talked about the just the vulnerability of oil and gas. Uh, and you've seen it now. It's like, it's not just the... The extraction and the refinery uh, process. It's also like this is the the end product, right, that you use, the consumer uses. It's still got that risk of of, uh, pollution there when it's out of the hands of the company that makes it. With, like you said, like with solar and wind and nuclear, once that that energy leaves the company to the consumer. It's mm-hmm. electricity. Like it's not like, you know, it comes in the form of batteries, I suppose, but it's not this, I guess, amorphous thing in, in my mind, like a, like an oil spill, right? That right. there's really no control over. Yeah. It's, I think that's a good way to think about it. It's, it's almost a higher risk of potential for pollution. By using a diesel, a fossil fuel, any fossil fuel for that matter. Because uh, like Zach was saying, for the most part, you know, that's what the post consumer is using. So it it just, I think this is just to me another point why we should be trying to pivot off of fossil fuels as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. I, and And you're right. I mean, like this is, you can't really trust this stuff not to happen anymore because it happens mm-hmm. so often the pivot off of fossil fuels is is definitely important it takes investment right uh so we need boats that that run on you know just battery power mm-hmm. uh, to to get over these kind of things definitely um it's just going to be a, definitely, like Zach said, a slow process of uh, actually making these changes and switching over our infrastructure to a more sustainable future. But to quick pivot back to the story, I, I do want to say 3,000 to 5,000 gallons of diesel in the river. I mean, we we joke about how this is a smaller one, but that is still a huge amount of diesel going into this river I'm sure they're going to be seeing fish die off. I mean, life of all kind dying. And then I also kind of wanted to end cap this with that uh, they have started their cleanup process, but this is always going to be a cleanup process because to think that they're going to find all of the diesel that has been released in this river is just absurd. Thank God we have the Alabama Department of Environmental Management on the case. Managing uh, the environment. Managing. Yeah. yeah, they're managing it, not protecting it like most other, <laughs> I think, EPAs. I think almost every Each other state, state agency, has. Yeah, 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 almost every other state agency is the EPA of that state, EPA, <laughs> not Alabama. Yeah. Some sort of protection or, <laughs> or quality management, yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was somewhat interesting. I don't know, Zach, with your expertise, if you've ever heard of anything like this, but the... What is his name? George Grabyan, <laughs> the environmental Grab Ryan. Grab Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> However, you say his last name. Yeah, I don't know. 
he's the emergency management 911 director for the city of Florence. He was talking about how they're placing boom, which he described as a long section of observe, absorbent material. I It just all, everything in this about what they're doing, it seemed very, like, I don't know the best way to say it, like, backwoods, like, <laughs> like what the oh. hell is boom? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's so there's. I'm some, sure like, there's spill materials that absorb oil better than than like others, like water or anything. I don't sure. really know the chemistry of it or how well it would work in a river or anything. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think preventative measures are probably the best thing <laughs> for something like this. For sure. Yeah, and he was also explaining how whatever this product was is going to help contain the diesel on the surface of the water. So thank God yeah. that the diesel, I'm sure, is just sitting right on the surface. Uh, yeah. Keep everything in a pile. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pile, pile it up on top of the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I, I was just, I don't know. I don't want to talk too much trash on this guy, but I just think that this is. I don't know. It seems like they're doing the bare minimum to clean it up as well. I don't oh, I, really foresee I, it actually happening. I'm curious what their kind of contingencies are for things like this. Yeah. Uh, the thing about like the Tennessee River and rivers in the South is like a lot of people eat fish from that, um, from those bodies of water because they need to. Like Triana is in Alabama. And that's like the the epicenter of like DDT pollution in the South. And people were eating fish out of there for a long time. And their blood levels of things like DDT were like the highest in the in the whole world. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely and it, it's, it's definitely disheartening to see like this kind of pollution happening still after this region has has such a long history of of polluting its its um bodies of water and like in turn it's the human population absolutely yeah i mean i feel like almost all of those bodies of water down there are completely polluted with something be it from agriculture be it from trying to control mosquitoes or something along these lines because all of the water from up north flows south. <laughs> right. So yeah. it just really accumulates. That's our episode for tonight. Thank you, Nick. Uh, always interesting to talk about these things happening in the southeast United States. We will have the article linked in the show notes along with our social medias. Follow us there. Send us articles to cover. Give us your takes and we'll talk about them on the show. Anything else, Nick? Just thank you all for listening, uh, as always. Talk to you next time.